Being a small business owner is demanding, but it's easier with help from the UPS store because we do all Ings printing all in one place, meaning we'll whip up some fresh menuing while you keep on catering and handle the bannering and postering so you can focus on your boutique's grand opening. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. From printing to shredding, the UPS Store is here for all your small business needs, saving you time for other ings. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store can tackle all your mailboxing needs, like giving your business a real street address for a more professional look. Every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Chamber Link Radio is brought to you by the UPS Store with two locations in Florence and one in Sumter. Listen in every Sunday at 12 noon right here on Live 95. Welcome to Chamber Link Radio. The Chamber in Florence is a private, non-profit organization that represents the area businesses and is supported solely by its members and its member associates. This weekly program will showcase select member businesses and share some of the experiences and operational values that each one of our members have. For more information on being a guest, please contact the Chamber at 843-665-0515. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Chamberlink Radio. I'm Jay Laverance, host, and along with me today is Adelia Ellis from Af- no, Aroha... Afro Latin dance. Perfect. I got it all. Yes, I got it you all. did. You're gonna have to shorten that name. You're gonna have to shorten <laughs> that name. So, Adelia, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's start there. Um, where are you from? How you got to be where where we're going to talk about where you where you are today? Yeah. So, I actually was born in Hartsville, South Carolina. Um, so I grew up in like Hartsville, Darlington, Florence area. Um, and uh. My family has actually been living in Florence, I would say, since I was about nine or ten. Um, when I got to high school, I actually went to high school in Canada on Vancouver Island. Really? Yeah. A little it was up a, there. Uh, it was beautiful, though. It's actually because it's really close to Seattle. We right. get a lot of that rain. Right. So we actually didn't get as much snow as we did like months and months of gray and rain. But it was so beautiful. Um, and I'm really grateful I got to go to school there because I got to meet people from all over the world. Um, and yeah, so I went there from ninth grade to 12th grade. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then what brought you back to Florence? What brought me back to Florence, um, was in my mid twenties, I actually lived in South Korea for six years. And while I was there, I got really heavy into Latin dance. And I learned how to teach. I became a certified Latin dance instructor. Um, so when I returned to the States um, and I started teaching classes, I was invited by a friend to come to Florence because I was back in Raleigh at the time. Okay. And now, hold my, on. Before you mm-hmm. go too far. Yeah. You're in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Teaching Latin dance. <laughs> Actually, I was in South Korea teaching English as a second okay. language. Okay. And dance became like my... Like my hobby that okay. became like, yeah, everything. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> it was really, it was really an amazing time. But yeah, when I returned back to the States, a friend invited me to come to Florence um, and, you know, told me about this new cafe that opened, um, Soleil Cafe. Soleil Cafe, yeah. And I reached out to Ezra and he was like, yeah, come on, you can teach a class here. And the response 
was amazing. I mean, I had about over that summer, I had about 20 people show up to every single class I taught. That's amazing. Out of the Soleil Cafe. And um, and that's when I was like, well, I never even thought about moving back to Florence and doing, you know, moving back home. Right. Um, but my mom is here. My brother's here. My sister's here. And talked with my husband. And yeah. You said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We said, cool. yeah, let's do it. Um, and I'm also a member of the Baha'i faith. And so I was being able to do some work with the Baha'i community at the time okay. as well. So it was like, it just checked off all the boxes, the dance, religious community, near family. Why not? But you also do something else besides the dance. Let's talk a little bit about what you do at Francis Marion. Yeah. We'll start there. And <laughs> oh, then we'll go. all the hats we'll, I wear. Yeah, you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> You're an amazing woman. You wear a lot of hats. <laughs> all the hats I wear. So, um... When we moved to Florence, um, my husband works for Red Hat. It's a it's a technology company out of Raleigh, and at the time, I didn't have a job. I was mostly you know stay at home mom, and I was teaching dance classes, and um, I had I still had time, and so I just went on the FMU website and I was like jobs, <laughs> and found out that they were looking for um, a public speaking professor. Oh, good. So um, came in, met with the MassCom team, and did an interview. And I was—I think I basically got hired, like right, right on there the on the spot. They liked you, <laughs> and I absolutely love teaching at Francis Marion, especially like, public speaking, because yes. a lot of people don't do that today. It's, no. it's a very um, <clears throat> since we've cloistered ourselves with COVID and so forth. Uh, people are, you know, more social media conscious yes. rather than yeah. being in front of people and talking. I mean, I know as a, an executive growing up, I guess I grew into an executive position, um, but that was a very important uh, process that we had to go through in order to present, you know, your business right. to your executive right. board or whatever it is. So, And I mean, in public speaking is, is an art form, and I feel like it's kind of quickly becoming a lost art. Because, I, I mean, I feel like, like you were just saying, there's applications for public speaking well beyond standing in front of crowds of people right. and giving a speech. Um, and what I have found, but, you know, of all the fears that people have, public speaking's on the top of the list. Yes, I've heard that. Yes, I've seen that, too. It's like across the board, there, there are people that you think would be, have no problem getting in front of people and talking, and they will say to you, no way. Right, no way. No way will I get in front of somebody and people and talk. That's an interesting scenario <clears throat> because when I invite people to come on the show, right, mm -hmm. I get some, oh, no, I'm never going to do that. And I'm like, well, you're not standing in front of anybody. We're just having a We're discussion. We're just having a conversation. And they're like, no, yeah. no, not for me, not for me. I have a couple of clients that have said point blank no. So <laughs> I do appreciate you coming on. So you do public yeah. speaking. Uh, you teach public speaking. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you just had a class. Well, this is this is a pre-recorded show, which comes on Sunday. So we're going to say you just finished a class today, yes. which was <laughs> this pre-recorded day. Um, and and now, so you so you came here with a dance, right? You ended up going to Francis Marion as a professor. Yeah, cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now let's talk about your dance today, because initially after Soleil Cafe, you moved out to the incubator at a, out at uh, Charles Gould's uh, incubation yes. out there. So let's yeah. talk about. That transition of your business. That transition is all because of the chamber. Okay. Because. Um, so, you know, the chamber, 
you do these the mixes. Yes. <clears throat> for business all the after members. hours. Yes. Yeah, the business mm-hmm. after yes. hours. And um it was time for me to start looking at another space because I was wanting to teach leveled classes, so people coming at different levels. And I was like, and I didn't know where to go. And so I went to my first business after hours mixer was at the incubator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. And, you know, we were walking around talking to people. And I remember I was talking to one gentleman and I was telling him about, you know, what I do. And he said, well, do you need studio space? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'm kind of looking for a place. And so then I got introduced to the director and she said, well, well, come with me. And we walked around to the back of the incubator with all the empty spaces and she's like, you know, we've never even considered having a dance studio be here, but why not? Sure. And it was, yeah, it was beautiful. It was my first time <clears throat> having my own dance studio space. Right. And because um, up until then, I had basically just rented space out of other people's places. And um, my brother, um, he came and helped me put the floor down and then he gave me these beautiful mirrors from his tattoo shop. He owns the Imperial Ink tattoo okay, shop. Yeah. My brother does. Your brother, yes. Yeah. And he got me these mirrors and it was just, and it was my first taste of what it would be like to have my own space and get to welcome people into it and create my own atmosphere. And it was the first ribbon cutting I ever did. Yes. It was, was there and my brother came yes. and my husband and my son yes. and, um, so yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful setup actually because yes. I remember the I remember it very fervently in my mind that it was uh, an o- an opportunity for you and you were so pleased with how it turned out. And, yes, and then you stayed there for a while. Right, I was there for two years. Two years. Um, so I loved being there, but you've been at the incubator. Mm-hmm. It's out in the back. It's it's far out. It's far out, and unless you live in Florence. And you know Florence Darlington Tech, and you know the area. Um, it was really it was off the beaten path. It is, and so people had a hard time finding it. At my grand opening, I had people come from Columbia and Myrtle Beach for my grand opening, and they, they were had, lost. They kept driving. They were. We ended up on a dirt road. <laughs> yeah, trees Pisco. all around Pisco us. turns into a dirt road. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They were like, "Oh my God, where am I?" <laughs> so. I needed to move because it was just the lack of visibility. Well, and the other thing is, you know, also it's kind of out there by SIMT. So right. like you said, it's in the back of the college kind of thing. Uh, I understood that. So so you moved two years ago. Now where are you? So now I am. Um, so I've actually been through now two more two, studios. Two more then. studios. That's right. You moved. So through. I transitioned from there to... A space called the Healing Arts Exchange mm-hmm. is right off of West Palmetto Street, beautiful, like a house. It used to be the book exchange. Okay, I know where that is. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. Floors are great. I love the atmosphere. There's art everywhere. But then I started having more students than the space could hold. So then I went, okay. So I looked at a space on South Cashua Drive. And to this day, my sign is still up <laughs> <laughs> on the street. Um, so I got my space and it was beautiful. I mean, we painted the walls, bought more floor, put the mirrors up. And then guess what? A month in the pandemic hit. COVID hit. 
And I literally was this close, was like about to have students show up. Right. And had to close. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a bit heartbreaking because I had, I had bought, like, it was, I'd put a lot of money into the space. Um, so, yeah. So during COVID, I tried nothing doing, happened nothing during happened during COVID. I tried yeah. doing online things and it just didn't translate well. It's a little hard to do online dance. Dance classes, yeah. Unless you're and, doing TikTok, I guess. Yes. But TikTok is not dance classes. Yeah, it is. Just, I know. I know. <laughs> you're just like, what? But, um... Yeah, and but the interesting thing is, is that I love having my parties, my socials. So even though I teach dance classes in a location, I like having my social parties in in locations in the community. Right. And um, Tiffany Thomas had T. Thomas Arts mm-hmm. in downtown Florence on Dargan Street, and she let me host a couple of socials there, and I fell in love with her location. Like, oh my God, this is beautiful. The people who came for the social came from out of town, in town, and they right. love the space. And so imagine my surprise when at the, like, probably a year and a half into the pandemic, I'm just looking. I was like, you know what? I need to start preparing to have studio space. I know I want to continue teaching. And so I just went online. And I started looking at, well, what commercial space is open? And that space was open for rent. Oh, wow. That's great. That's a great story. Yeah. And... Got in contact with the the real estate agent. He was like, "Yeah, it's been it's been empty for about a year." Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and got the space, even though I wasn't able to teach classes sure. quite yet. Sure. And um, I so it was like the incubator space, triple time, right? Right. right. And it was just oh, facility. It was beautiful with the high ceilings right. and the beams and was able to partner with local artists. So we had artwork up and it was just a, once again, experiencing what it's like to have my own space. Right, it's a beautiful space. Yeah. And you're on Dargan Street, so give them the address so people know. Well, actually. Uh-oh, are you moving again? I've moved out. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, so I was there for two years. Okay, you're on to move again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um. So the hardest part about doing something like what I do in a town this small. Mm-hmm is that you're dealing with a lot of maybe preconceived ideas of what a partner dance class is, but you're also dealing with, you know, it is not what adults think to do as a recreational free time. Right. All of my classes are at night. They aren't during the day. Correct. So I had this beautiful, you know, for, you know, street facing windows but because there was nothing happening during the day, mm-hmm. I think that there was just a lot I've learned as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And when you teach something like what I teach, and if I'm going to you know, continue trying to do classes in Florence, right. if I get my own space again, it has to have another business. Okay. Okay. Something so it, it's gotta to be, fill it during the day and then yes, do the dance at night. And then do the dances yeah. at night. And so yeah. that's been a, it's been a great lesson. Like I've loved, I loved having the space. Right. I don't regret it at all. Right. And I love what I've learned. Um, and people are following me from that space. So I'm actually back at the Healing Arts Exchange. Okay. Um, are you still teaching dance? I'm still teaching dance. Actually, okay. I'm having my first dance class of the year tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about, you know, you have Afro-Latin 
dance. Talk mm-hmm. about that. How how does that mix? Is it a mixture or is it a mm-hmm. significantly different? I mean, talk a little bit about the dance itself. Yeah. So and how um, you and what you teach. Yeah. So the 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 title of my company really just acknowledges the roots of the dances that I okay. teach. So as a result of the transatlantic slave trade and like people being brought from the continent of Africa to Central and South America, mm-hmm. there was already the indigenous people who were there, right? Sure. And so there was this blending of cultures that happened during that time. And so a lot of the dances I teach are rooted in that that movement, that background, that background. and that that's why it's called, kind of yes, yeah. but I, I just teach salsa. I mean, I teach salsa, okay. um, which is from Cuba, depending on who you talk to, Puerto Rico, merengue, yeah, they all claim it, merengue, merengue. Uh, salsa, bachata, which is from the Dominican Republic, Okay, and these are all partner dances, mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so that's that's what. So I now, teach. when you when you talk, I mean, you talk about partners, and I know that during COVID, when you were on Dargan Street, it we had a, another reopening, I guess, of uh, ribbon cutting, and you're still yes. kind of in the, I'll call it the post COVID, before everything was yes. cleared up, and uh, that had to be hard having people coming in and you know different partners coming in and. and well, the crazy we wore masks. Okay. And nobody got sick. Oh, that's great. It was amazing. That's great. But I will say it's been really hard mm-hmm. to pick back up momentum. Yeah. And I think across the board for, that's just been my obser- observation for a lot of businesses. It's been hard to kind of get to that pre-pandemic because before the pandemic, I had so many people coming to classes that I definitely would have been able to afford the overhead. Sure, sure. But- you know, post yes, or you know, wherever we are right now, yeah. it's post, been like post, 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 I mean, post in between. In I between, don't know. We got yes. COVID breaking out again. I don't know. It's all over the place. Yeah, but it's going to be like the flu. We'll we'll talk well, about this in ten years. I was like, I the agree. Flu. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could see where you have an you know you have an overhead uh, issue there with no clients. That's for sure. Yes. So part of this program is to get you back on track here and, <laughs> yeah. and get some more clients out there. So how can they reach you if they want to come and dance? How do, how can they? You know, how can they come and learn to dance? Yeah, so um, I have a pretty um, active social media presence, um, Aroha Afro Latin Dance. I'm on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, I'll be releasing a TikTok. Okay, cool. Very grudgingly. It's like, grudgingly. oh, no, well, you have not to get another in, thing. You have to get into social media, yeah. even TikTok. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm old <coughs> and I watch it and I laugh. Yes. That's all I do yes. is I laugh. <laughs> Um, so TikTok, um, you can find me there. If you just do a Google search, I do have a Google presence as well. Um, you can always Aroha, find, Afro Latin find dance. you on our chamber, flowchamber.com yep, under exactly. members, uh, dance, and yep. it'll, it'll come pop up it'll and it'll pop take up. you right to your website mm-hmm. and to your, and to your, I think it takes you to both the Facebook page and your website. Yes. So, yeah. And if they wanted to contact you via phone or. To, yeah. So if they want to contact me by phone and be 843. 843- Three one zero nineteen twenty six. Okay, mm-hmm. and now you're having those classes again. Where the healing the arts, healing arts exchange, which is on is West at, Palmetto. It's on West Palmetto mm-hmm. at six one seven West Palmetto Street. Um, yeah, so I'm having the classes there. So I'll be teaching um, uh, Saturdays once a month. So if somebody doesn't have time to come to a weekly class, I could come to a Saturday class from okay. four to five thirty, and that's followed by a dance. We just 
put music on and dance afterwards. Okay. Um, now, are you doing the classes during the week as well? I am, but I'm, I've actually cut back some because I was putting, I was usually do them every four weeks. Okay. And what I've started doing now is I teach for four week course mm-hmm. and then, so I do one of those every quarter. So every okay. like three months or so. So tonight is the start of my first four week okay. course for January. Um, and what's this four week course? What kind of dance um, is this? Salsa. salsa. So salsa has been my most popular dance class. Everybody wants I've to get tried, into the Latino I get into and, the yeah, salsa. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, the, not the one you use with a dip though. <coughs> right. <It's> different. <laughs> You are not going to be eating chips and salsa <laughs> in class, although you could if you're really hungry. Well, if you're really hungry, bring your own. Right, though. bring your own. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, it, but if someone does want to take a class and it's not on the schedule, there's nothing scheduled, they can contact me. I do private lessons. Okay. Um, if a group of people wanted to do something together that's fun and for a group of people, then they just contact me. Um, they can call or text me at 843-310-1926. Okay. And we will just organize a private group lesson. And even for the corporations out there that want to do some kind of uh, mm-hmm. team building, that would be a great yeah, opportunity. I've, and I've actually done those before, and they're a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, on the Latin side, we talked about the salsa. We talked about merengue. We talked about, what are we doing on the African side of this business that you can talk right. a little bit of, too? <laughs> so... I actually, as a part of my um, classes now, I'm starting to incorporate a little bit of the history okay. of where the dances come from. Okay. Um, all of them, the movements that, that they are are rooted in African movement and music. So okay. African music is what we call polyrhythmic. So it has um, lots of rhythms built on top of each other. Um, and it's very, um, and that's part of, what has come into that's part of what led to what we have now as Latin dance is this polyrhythmic approach to music and being able to find like the heartbeat of the song. Right. Um, because a lot of Western music is not polyrhythmic. You have like, um, it's a straight, you know, the main beat the and main then beat everything else. Yeah. And the melody. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the African rooted music has a lot of the Sub- beats here. Yeah. A lot of sub beats. Yes. 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 So, um, I'm going to be focusing a lot more this year. I actually have a, a gentleman who's going to be coming up from Savannah area, who's a musician and a drummer, and who's going to start incorporating some of that into the classes, which I'm really excited about. He called me out of the blue That's and was great. like, hey, do you need help? I want to come and do this. I was like, all right. So really starting to connect so that people's ears can get trained um, to that, but, um, yeah, you surely yeah. don't want to be on that one beat that's off that's for off. sure. Right. Oh Everybody's gosh, no. going, going one way and you're going the other. I mean, that's the way I dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the way I teach the classes is I do it in stages. So people who are beginners don't need to worry about getting overwhelmed with a whole bunch of information up front. I actually don't focus a lot on technical, like the technical aspect mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. until, people move past the fundamentals and I do have a invitation only class Okay, that is for students who finish the fundamentals and they say, you know what? I want to keep learning Good, because I get a lot of people coming, just checking it off their bucket list, right. which is fine. Right. But then I have people who want to learn more and get more into it. Then I really get into like technical things at that point. Um, but a lot of like African rooted dances happen in the hips. Mm hmm. 
So, you know, really helping people to get comfortable with their body and then being able to um, move with fluidity. Sure. Um, using, you know, trying to get comfortable with moving their hips and then, you know, accentuating the movements as they get more comfortable with their their torso and their shoulders. But, you know, those are all things we get into in the that's excellent. The that's excellent. Class. I mean, that, that description itself, I can see, you know, starting with the hips and then the shoulders yes. and everything else gets involved. And then and, you're like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we only have a couple minutes left here. Yeah. And I wanted you to get your information out there again. Can you okay. tell everybody um, uh, your, num- your number, how mm-hmm. to reach you either on Facebook or if you have a website and also uh, the location again? Okay. So if you want to reach me by, and it's better to call, send me a text message um, because at, you teach. Because I'm teaching. Yes. And I may not be able to answer the phone. So send me a text message at 843-310-1926. Um, you can find me, Aroha, A-R-O-H-A, Aroha Afro Latin Dance, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google, Twitter. Um, and I'm located, I'll be teaching classes out of the Healing Arts Exchange at 617 West Palmetto Street. Well, thank you, Adelia, yeah. for coming on today. It's been an interesting conversation. It has been. Thank and you, And hey, Jay. good luck. Maybe I'll get my wife and we'll come out and take that a couple lessons. That would be awesome. <laughs> All thank right. You. This is a wrap for Chamberlain. Join us next week when we have a special guest again. Thank you. Being a small business owner is demanding, but it's easier with help from the UPS store because we do all Ings printing all in one place, meaning we'll whip up some fresh menuing while you keep on catering and handle the bannering and postering so you can focus on your boutique's grand opening. The UPS store, every Ing for small business, all in one place. UPS store. From printing to shredding, the UPS store is here for all your small business needs, saving you time for other ings. The UPS store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS store. The UPS store can tackle all your mailboxing needs, like giving your business a real street address for a more professional look. Every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Chamber Link Radio is brought to you by the UPS store with two locations in Florence and one in Sumter. Listen in every Sunday at 12 noon right here on Live 95.